Hey, everybody, it's Keith. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Medicine Words. I'm here today with my favorite nephew. Well, maybe not favorite nephew, but my beautiful nephew, oh, no, Ryan. Oh, not your favorite no more. <laughs> well, I got to think in the back of my mind, I have all these nieces and nephews that are listening to Medicine Words, and I certainly do not want to offend anybody. No, no worries at all. <laughs> Happy love and light, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. How are you doing today? I'm doing actually really good. Thank you. It's a beautiful day off. A little overcast today in Colorado, which is very rare. Yeah. but We're supposed to be in spring, but we're also supposed to get like snow tomorrow, I think. Right. You never know. Or rain. I wake yeah. up in the morning. Whatever it is, that's what it is. <laughs> Look out your window. You can get the, the forecast, right? That's right. <laughs> you know, that's about right. We uh, get up in the morning. We go about our day, and sometimes we have these like cloudy days. Other times we have these beautiful sunny days. Sometimes we have snow, and I love the snow. So I go out and I just I feel invigorated. I feel beautiful. It's just a great a great feeling for me to be in the snow. Yet I meet someone walking by and they're complaining because it's cold and it's snowy. So it's <laughs> really interesting to me. I have to walk in all this snow. I know. It's like, well, you know, that's what it is. And if you don't like Colorado, there's yeah. these roads that lead out of the state. Go there. <laughs> I absolutely love the snow too, though. It's, it's crazy you said that because I feel like it's like a blank canvas for the whole world when it snows, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's right. a fresh new day. It is a fresh new day. Yeah. And it's also a real needed thing since we do need water. But, you know, I also if you kind of connect the dots there, there I am. I love the snow and it doesn't make it, you know, better or worse or right or wrong. But then I get to thinking, I think, why are sometimes people in such great moods and other people aren't? Why is that? Have you ever noticed that? Some people are grumpy. Some people are happy all the time. Absolutely. In the workplace, walking down the street, when you go order maybe a sandwich somewhere and they're just like, like you feel like they absolutely hate like, you know, making your sandwich for you or whatever it might be. Oh, I agree with you. <laughs> and you're like, I'm so sorry I ordered. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I walked into this restaurant <laughs> and I thought maybe I could get food here. I, if I needed my dog groomed, I would have went to a groomer, but it did say sandwich shop. So if you don't like the job, perhaps you should get a different job. If you hate people, yep. it's okay. But perhaps you need to not work with people. Right. I'm just saying, connect the Might dots. Might be a hint, right? <laughs> right. But yeah, I noticed it too, absolutely. So I was thinking, yeah. well, what is it? So, okay, so is it moods? Is it whatever? If you look at it energetically, I personally believe it has to do with belief systems. Okay. Belief systems. Each individual has a belief system that is based on how they perceive themselves in this world, how it is also that they have been received in this world, and how it is that they've been perhaps rejected or accepted, what they feel and who they're pleasing. And as they go through the course of their day, that creates who they are. It creates how they react to life. Okay. So you look at belief systems. Yeah. So if you believe you are a victim, then... Those around you will treat you like a victim. Or, okay. I'm sorry, they just will. Now, if you think that you are of love and light and that you are radiating at that light outward, then the universe actually does mirror you back. Now, I want to be very specific. I talk about the universe, and what I talk about the universe is all that is. All that is. All that is. In other words, all the seven and a half billion people on this planet that rely on Mother Earth for their life, 
all the trees, all the things that you can possibly see, all the elements that is coagulated together in physical form called this life that we're living, whether it's your physical life, physical body, or this great expanse of physicality, that is what I call the universe because I don't make a separation. So getting back to these belief systems, you know, it's like when you have some expectations of someone and you are, you're going to do something and they're going to do this and you just know this, this is all in your mind. Now, hopefully, they're going to to accommodate you in a very kind and loving way. But when they don't, it kind of rattles you a little bit. You rattle and you're going to go, okay, you know, you've heard that expression, it rattles your cage. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. It's a beautiful expression of spiritual imprisonment. Hmm. You are a person that believes that this is what you expect out of the world. Since it's not giving you back this, what you expect – then you take anger or you take upset and you're going, oh, why did she not do this or why did he not do this? And basically, it's an, you can look at it as far as projected on the person that you took offense from or you can look at it with inside your heart and say, why do I have this egoic construct around my spiritual self that originally was erected to keep me safe and these bars are now my prison? And how do I take this down so that I don't take offense all the time. So you have a belief system that this individual was supposed to supply this to you or to do this for you and didn't, and so you took offense. Another thing that people will do is that they'll be insulted by some stranger. They're taking offense. If someone came up to me and handed me a hot <laughs> I don't know, like a you know, a hot brick or something. Here, take this. I wouldn't go, okay, thank you. I really wouldn't. This is going to burn me. Yeah, I wouldn't take it because that would damage my hand. But people do that all the time. Some stranger will call a name and they'll, and they'll just wither. First of all, my belief system is I have to respect you in order for you to either compliment me or to hurt me. If I don't respect you, if I don't know you, how would I take offense? You said it very well where you said that mm -hmm. if someone is, is you know, not is insulting you or hurting you in an emotional way, it's their business. It's not yours. Don't yeah. take any – don't take offense with that. So are you kind of saying like, hey, maybe someone insults you, right? And like you said, you take offense. So then you have this attitude back, right? And you're like – you're like mad at them back. But really what you're saying is, hey, look at yourself, and maybe you might be the one that's projecting that. Right, right. Okay. You know, if <clears throat> it's also, it's like, is it truth? Is it truth? Where is this person coming from? If if I walked up to you and said, hey, Ryan, you know, um, you you look at this sky. It's, it's polka dotted with pink polka dots. Yeah. You look at it and you go, well, no, it's not. But people will say insults to each other. They will ridicule well, you're each other because you, you don't think it's purple and pink. Right, right, exactly. That's <laughs> that's it. People say, "Oh, well, you know," and they'll try to convince you of some non-truth. It's best to walk away from that kind of situation. But where is it that your belief system in life or in yourself is is flawed, or where is it that it's in a shadow and and you're allowing this person to kind of get to you? So instead of really paying much attention to someone that's trying to insult you, you look at it and say, where is it that they're trying to show me where I have a shadow or where I have mm -hmm. darkness? Or is this an old wound that's trying to heal? Now, I want to explain something. Okay. I do read the energy of 
life and people. And I see that, and I've seen it ever since I was a kid. And quite frankly, I do believe anyone can see the energy or be sensitive to other people's energies if they choose to. It is a gift. Then that being said, when someone comes up to you and they're trying to insult you or they're trying to hurt you in some way, it looks their energy from their soul is exactly the same kind of energy that you would have if you had an open wound and there was bacteria that was entering in and making you sick. Exactly the same energy. It is the same energy that if there's a dying animal and the fly lays its eggs in that corpse and there's all this decomposition, that is the same energy. In other words... Like they're living off of that. Correct. It is a parasitical energy. (laughs) In other words, when someone is insulting you or hurting Mm -hmm. you or or calling you names, it's at first it's emotional injury trying to Mm -hmm. get involved in your life. So Mm -hmm. shield up and take offense. Just like your physical body has an immune system that fights it, you should have a spiritual emotional immune system that you push it back or you don't you don't let it bother you. It's like it's if you have a problem with me, it's your problem and not mine. It is it is it can get extreme because at first it's a little insult or something. And then, you know, people are starting to argue and then they get into fights. They can actually go to physical confrontations and all this kind of energy comes and it's very angry. You can even go to war and all sorts of things. I mean, you can watch the news, you can see that. But it is the same energy that is rotting things back into the earth that you are becoming, your soul is becoming. All right, so you have a belief system. Now, not all belief systems are bad. I do truly believe that we at our core light is that which is of the divine. We are created in light. And so every person at the core of them is of love and light. And some of it is, is just needs to be lightened or just to be loved. So your belief systems are that which creates your world. And why that is so empowering is because with the change of your belief systems, you are then going to be able to change your world. You see, you look into the world and you see that there are these great tragedies or so it seems or difficulties or problems. Your first insult, your first impulse perhaps is to try to make a change or a difference or get out there and do something or would it be more wise of you to change your belief systems, choosing not to participate in anything that would harm another individual become enlightened, and then give that love to other people. That's what I believe, that you are here and you are growing and you are changing and you are responsible for your own life. So your belief systems can start off with that you are, I start off with the belief system that I am Keith and I have a birthright and I repeat my birthright name and my birthright birth date. And from then I go, I am love and light. And the more definitions that you can drop, the better off you can be. Yeah. No, uh, I'm totally on board. I mean, basically, if you even think about it and you're like, hey, this belief system that I believe in, like, I know it's hurting people. So it's like we believe in it. We know it's hurting people and we still continue to, like, do it. And it's it's honestly it's it's hard to switch it and get out of it and you know when someone insults you like you said your first instinct is to like be defensive and and not only that though but it like you know it hurts your self esteem like you don't think you're ignorant you think you're smart well this person's saying you're ignorant well it's really hard to switch out of that and say no I am who I am I know who I am 
and you just need love and I'm going to project my love to you. That is a very hard place to get to. Right. I try to practice it every day. And you know what? Sometimes I'll admit it. Sometimes, you know, I, I go back to the same thing of being defensive once in a while, you know, and well, just just give me my food then. And you messed up the order. Give me my food. I'm out of here, you right. know, and. And then you get in the car and you're like, oh, that was my opportunity to spread some love. Right. <laughs> you know, but right. you get, you do. You get so caught up in it and you start almost believing what they're telling you, which, you know, you honestly, you can just laugh at it and be like, yeah, whatever. Like you said, I don't care what you think about me. Right. Like, I want to be happy after I get my food and we'll be on with, on with our day. Right. Exactly. And I think, I think that's really important to also – to view the source. Consider the source and walk away. Run from the idiot and flee from the fool (laughs) and don't get in some kind of confrontation because it's your life. You only have so many years. You only have so many months. You only have so many weeks and days. And you really want to waste your time toxifying yourself with this energy. You will get to the point where not only are you not reacting to it, but what you'll see is given time, You'll raise to a vibrational frequency and level that you don't even attract that to you at all. Hmm. When it does come into your life, very rarely, it won't even bother you. And another thing I also think is interesting is, is it true? Is something they're saying is true? Yeah. Uh, if if someone said, hey, you're a Mexican, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's true, I am. Or, hey, you're... Like, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> or, you know, I'm six foot six. Yeah. And people go, hey, you're really tall. It's like you are really observant. Are we playing some kind of game that it's called speak the obvious and now it's and it's now my turn to go, hey, you're really intrusive. Okay, you go. Yeah. You know, that's how yeah. I feel. It's like sometimes people will just will just give these insults or these obvious and it's it's like they're trying to I get the feeling that they're so lonely in their life that they're just trying to have a conversation sometimes, or they're trying to say, hey. What I, what I see with inside their soul is they're saying, hey, I'm here and I need to be validated and I need to have a conversation and I need to know that I exist yeah. and, and I need to be respected. I met this one guy downtown one time, really nice guy, and he was not the most attractive individual in the world. He'd fallen on some hard times and he was very unclean, so to speak. So I was talking to him and he said, thank you so much because – no one will talk to me and they'll run away from me or they won't even look at me. They won't even have the respect. I have dignity. And it broke my heart because yeah. here's this beautiful man that is of light and love and he fell on hard times. And all he needed to do was to just have someone acknowledge that he existed. And I see that with other people, individuals that are insulting or individuals that are trying to find these fights and trying to have these arguments are usually people that deep within inside themselves are going, I'm so scared, I hurt so bad that this is all I can do. I, I need to draw attention to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, going back to, to where you – I like when you said, you know, rise to, to a higher level. And so we hear it all the time. I guess kind of what you're saying is it – we hear, we hear that all the time is like don't stoop to someone else's level, right? right? Like rise above it. And we hear it all the time, but we just hear it in like little sayings and stuff like that. But it's very true. It's it's like, hey, you don't have to stoop down to someone's level and be how they're being. Rise above it. Spread that love. 
And like you said, maybe they do just need that acknowledgement. Maybe they do need that Kindle in their heart that someone actually cares, you know? Right. Another human being actually took the time to talk to them or to be around them. Now, I always follow my own principles. I think principles are very important. You have to have your own foundations or your own cornerstones that you can get through this life. And one of the principles that I have is kindness, integrity, honesty, and generosity, but I'm also nonviolent. If I'm talking to an individual and I'm trying to help them or I'm trying to give them my time, then and they start to to be volatile or they start to go into paths that are kind of like psychobabble, then I will excuse myself from that. So you do have to be mindful of the fact that your life is very valuable yeah. and you're, you cannot toxify your life with people that are just babbling as well. No, I definitely get that. And like, you know, even... In the beginning of the episode where you said it's like a wound and like, you know, flies laying their eggs and opening you up. And it's like, yeah, you're letting all of that energy in. You really are. Yeah. There's, there's a, um, a real spiritualist that I follow, and he said it very well. Someone asked him a question and said, what do you think about all the ills and pains of the world? Yeah. And this, he's a Buddhist monk. He said, well, I give pause. I take a breath. And I look and I think, what can I do? What can I do? I allow myself to rest. And I don't take on the pains of the world because if I did, I would become ill and I would be ill-effective and I would be useless and I couldn't help those around me. So you can get to this point of a perspective in life with the release of your belief systems, with going to a higher belief system, that you believe that you are safe. Even Einstein said it. Einstein said you have basically got to get to the point where you have a belief that the universe is a friendly place and loves you and nurtures you and takes care of you. Once you can get to that point where you believe that the loving God, the universe, however you want to describe it, loves yeah. you, then, then nothing is going to infect you. Nothing is going to hurt you. And see, there's the words it is an illness. When someone is insulting you, you get back to poison words, which is going to infect people, whereas medicine words will affect you in a healing way. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And you look at belief systems. Now, belief systems, there's a whole spiritual group of, uh, of philosophies that say about the belief systems, and they call it BS. Isn't that interesting? Belief system. <laughs> B for belief system for system. And it is also for bullshit. What is your bullshit? What is this belief system that you have that you're holding on so close to your egoic mind that it is causing problems for you and everyone around you? What is it? And when are you going to let it go? Yeah, so so I don't mean to interrupt, but like how how can we get to that point where we can let go of those belief systems? Is there any... You know, like meditation or prayer, or is it just really up to you to like have it click in your head? Like, hey, what I'm doing is hurting people, and this is not right. Well, personally, I do think that meditation and also prayer is uh-huh. a way. I think gratitude, humility, is a way. But also, when the pain gets so overwhelming that you cannot stand it any longer, you're going to find a way to release that erroneous belief system and let it go. It 
is as we grow spiritually, we begin to expand. Literally, your soul is light, and it begins to expand. So imagine you as a being of light, your spiritual self, and you begin to grow through your life chronologically as a child or as a human being, but you also are growing chronologically, six years old. You believe in Santa Claus, and then all of a sudden at eight, nine, ten years old, you think, I don't think there is a Santa Claus. Like, how is this all possible? Correct. So my belief system has to leave. And there's probably not an Easter bunny as well. Right. And so you begin to start to explore and you begin to grow. Then in your teenage years, you're going, well, my parents are like this. And you're pretty much going to take the opposite. If your parents are very conservative, you're going to go the opposite. If your parents are hippies, you're going to go conservative. It's just because you as an adolescent want to release all the old given expectations of your parents, which is actually very healthy. When you're about in your teenage years, your later teenage years, early 20s, you're at a stage where you are literally embarking on creating your future. And so you begin to grow and expand as well. Back to the point of spiritual light. Your soul is light. And so as you begin to expand in your spiritual consciousness, your emotions, your heart, your intellect, Everything else has to expand at the same time. An example of this would be like this. Mm -hmm. If you had a deflated balloon and you put a string around it here and you put a wire around it here, put another wire around it here, and then you gradually started to blow up that balloon, the wire and the strings would stay the same shape, but it would start to expand and kind of like be restricted. You've either got to release the wires and the string to allow the balloon to grow to its full extent, or it's going to injure the the expansion of the balloon. Same is true as far as your soul. When your soul begins to grow in light, if you have an erroneous belief system in your ego, it is like barbed wire or a wire around you. If you have something emotionally that's wounded you and you begin to expand in light, it is going to become painful or aware, and you've addressing it or you've got to address it in a way of healing by releasing it letting it go and replacing it with something brighter hmm. back to the back to the belief systems uh-huh. okay so you have these belief systems but eventually you got to get you've got to get to the point where you go where is my bullshit what is this bullshit what what is this i no longer believe in Santa Claus and i no longer believe in this and i no longer I, believe in I, that i do love that you said the easter bunny reference because Honestly, it did seem like I crushed my belief systems. Not easy, but as I got older and as I started to form my own opinions and have my own experiences, you know, that's when I could it kind of did compare to the Easter Bunny. It's like, well, I know this is this is not right, and I know this is not what I believe in. So it was like, okay, I just threw it out. You right. know, same with same as like the Easter Bunny. As soon as we knew that. <laughs> you know, he wasn't real or she or he, the bunny wasn't real, then that concept leaves our mind, you know? And now we know, well, I I don't know how many kids are listening, but uh, (laughs) now we know, you know, um, our parents were the ones. (laughs) (laughs) Right, good job parents, Close your ears, kids, before I say that. (laughs) And I really feel like that's something you have to distinguish. You have to make sure that your belief systems are that which works for you, whatever that is. Because as we come into this world, we as spiritual beings of light chose to come in this world for a purpose. And that purpose is is so that we can be perceived or that we can grow as spiritual beings living in a physical world. 
that you can eventually get to the point where you can love yourself unconditionally. So the process that you go through is that you come into this world, and as you're born, you go through the veil of forgetfulness. You forget that actually you are God, that you are a light of God, that the God that you seek is inside of your heart the entire time. So you go through this illusion, and, and you get taught, perhaps, what someone else's interpretation of their interpretation of light, love, God. I feel that it's interesting to me that people have so many different titles and definitions about their belief or their sense of God or sense of a higher power. See, I'm not here to argue that. I'm here to accept your differences because I personally believe that it is of one source. There is one source, one source of unconditional love and light that is supplying all the energy of all people. So whatever you want to interpret that as, allow that with inside of yourself. But here is what is important, that you also allow others to do the same, that there is no argument about deity. I see so often people talking about the differences, but yet I see it as the same thing. Like, for example, I hope that this does not offend but for Easter, we were at your, your grandma's house. Your mother was there. Your uncles were there. It's a great big family reunion. I love that, yeah. and I love being a part of that. So, again, we're sitting here, and your grandmother is a, an incredibly sweet individual. Love her dearly. She Me has too. her belief systems about herself. <laughs> yes. All right, Her son has a completely different belief system. Yes. They go to different denominations of Christian churches. Correct. All right. They both get up on Sunday and go to Christian churches. They both argue about that. <laughs> Correct. All the time. And All I see <laughs> I see your uncle and I see her mother <laughs> as both a child of God. And they're arguing about these things with inside of them. And I see it's the same thing. It is like, okay, you're you're saying that you're you're getting caught up on these little precepts and differences and ideas instead of celebrating it going, isn't it amazing that this is how I believe and other people share this belief? So I'm going to go over here to this denomination and you get to go over to this denomination yeah. and we can all live in health and happiness and we don't need to speak about it or argue about it. And therein lies a point. Is it a belief system that's getting you closer to love and light or is it a bullshit system that is tearing you apart and fragmenting you and saying, no, this is the way it is and that is the way it is. Because I, I can tell you, when I see it in the perspective of energy, it's like sunshine. It is yeah. literally like sunshine. Sunshine comes in and goes, okay, here's a pine tree and it's getting energy from the pine tree. Over here is a, is a porcupine. It's getting energy. <laughs> yeah. Here's a human being. It's getting energy. Here's a a cat, and it's getting energy, and it's the same thing. It's an expression of the same thing. Yeah. So when you start to say, well, this is more godlike than that, it's kind of like the pine tree saying, well, this is more, I'm more a tree than you because you're just an apple tree. It's just different. Yeah. It is a necessary step in the evolution of the spiritual core that you are because you are going through a process which is divine, and that is that you get to express differences. You get to look at your life and say, okay, this is what I believe, and perhaps that shares and, and enlightens other people. Yeah. But I see sometimes people will go, oh, well, you know, I'm no longer a Christian. Okay, that's great. Or I'm no longer this, or I'm no longer that. And I heard the other day someone say the fastest movement right now 
is a is the movement that I'm no longer religious, but I am spiritual. Okay, that pretty much defines me. Yeah, that's about me. But in no way would I think that I want to belong to a fancy club or group <laughs> of spiritualists that are not religious. Yeah. I first and foremost am Keith. I am Keith. And I personally love the fact I bless every day of my life that I get up in my morning prayers, that I live in a place that I could pick and choose to go to any religion I wanted, yeah. and I wouldn't be persecuted, shot, or thought about. If I said, Ryan, I went to this religion, that church, I went to a, a mosque or an ashram, or you go, oh, wow, tell me about it. In other places in this world, it is so narrow-minded by the collective consciousness of the human beings that live there that they actually pass in their egoic construct of what they believe. They force this on other people, and they can persecute those who believe in a different way. You see it all over the world, to the point where you could be even killed if you were of another religion or another yeah. belief system, or if you were caught with certain uh, certain religious artifacts. Now, that is obviously part of their belief system. It is also part of the d divine, believe it or not. In other words, you get to the point where you you say it's all one, and this argument or this IK, I used to be this over here as far as this religion, but it, it now I'm this, so I must be better. Not really. You're, you're just changing your philosophical belief systems. You're releasing some of your bullshit. But if you you don't know all the answers, you also don't know all that is going on, but you know that you're a small part of something much bigger. You're releasing your, your what you were taught to be. You're releasing your BS, and you're going into the fact that you're actually God. I'll, I'll explain. When you go into the interpretation of love through your intellect, it is becoming logical. So it is called dogma. It is religious allegories and political bureaucracy. It is what causes differences and wars and separations. You feel separate. So then you get to the point where you realize that you're actually not a sinner. You're actually not a marginalized person. You're actually not different or better or worse than anyone around you. And so you release the dogma and you vibrate in a way that is known as karma. Karma is very different because you, inside your soul, you know for sure that you are no sinner. You know that God does not hate you or punish you. In your karmetic search, you begin to realize that there's something greater out there. You don't know what it is, but you know it's kinder, nicer, it's loving. You are releasing the fear-based structure of what you were taught. You're releasing the separation. Eventually, you release karma, and you go into that which is known as dharma. Dharma means with purpose, the ultimate truth in all things. The dharma doors are opening, and what you believe and what you know and what you see is that all along you have been seeking you. You know that you are a part of God, and so is everyone else. It is certainly not an arrogant statement, nor is it something that you go about in your ego and going, oh, wow, I finally knew this. In other words, before you were perceiving this person named Debbie, John, Ryan, Keith, and you were separate from the universe. And then you realized that you were and are and always have been the universe, that you've always been created in love and light. I like that. I like all of it, Ankh. Um, 
I guess I'm just going to go off of my personal experience and some of my belief systems got complicated, right? And so a couple, like in our earlier episodes, we spoke about fear and love. If it's not fear, it's love. If it's not love, it's fear. So basically when I got rid of like, you know, all these rules and systems that you have to follow and simplified it down to that fear or love, everything seemed to work out a little bit better. So I guess my advice would be like, don't complicate it, just love, and you can break those those belief systems. Correct. And I, I guess going a little bit further, I also believe that these belief systems make you defensive. So I've, you know, had some friends that have experienced you know, spirit, spirituality within their religion. And I, you know, kind of ask them, I'm, I'm really like, how do you say, I'm really um, interested in like what their experience was and how they felt, how it made them feel, right? But then they like get defensive like right away, you know? And it's just like, no, I'm not like trying to make fun. I'm genuinely curious like how that made you feel. Like maybe I might want to go <laughs> do it, you know, mm-hmm. and like join you with this. But they seem to get so defensive and they just seem to kind of just reiterate, you know, what has been spoken to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that's not what I was looking for. I was actually looking to share that spirituality with you with whatever, you know, uh, belief system you may have. Right. And so in my opinion, I think those belief systems get you into thinking a certain way and you're already defensive before anyone even talks to you. Right. You know, and you already shut yourself down before anybody you know, before anybody wants to open up to you. I really think that, I mean, everybody out there listening to us, and I know I have, experienced the exact same thing that you're talking about. You start talking about just common conversation about things and maybe ask something about a spiritual nature. It's not too complex. I don't think it's offensive. I ask something about, hey, what do you believe about this? I have friends that will say, well, Keith, I believe this. Because I was I was uh, this religion one time, and it didn't work for me. I had this experience, and so I thought I had to seek something better. So yeah. now I believe this way, and this is how I believe. Or they explain how they spiritually or experientially or emotionally got to the point that they needed to in their life, that they were able to say, this is what I believe, and that's yeah. fine. Now, on the other hand, I have people that I will say, hey, what do you believe about this, this, and this? <laughs> and it's exactly the same question. And they will say, well... The church teaches us this, or the 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 the, the Bible says this, or that says. Or this um, is meant to do this, right? And I go, okay. So, what do you think about that? They have absolutely no idea what what they think about. Yeah, it. and it's almost like they don't even have an opinion. They don't have a feeling about it. It's just almost like robotic. Like this is what we're supposed to do, right? Right. <laughs> you know. And <laughs> okay. You know, and it's like, I, well, wait a minute. What do you feel? You know, right. and that's true. <laughs> Is this helping you? Like, right. could it help me? <laughs> right. It's like, where did you cease to think or feel yeah. or hello? Is there anyone in there? Now, I don't really want to make fun of anybody because yeah, life not is at hard. All. We're, we're not shut laughing down. to make fun of no, anybody no, no. at all. We're not. Yeah. We're not. You know, whatever. But but it's it's you have got to be aware when we go into enlightenment or life. It is. The ability to be consciously aware of who you are, not just as far as intellectually, but spiritually and emotionally. You know, it, um, 
you people go through religions and religions serve a great purpose, good. People go to spiritual things. They go out into the jungles and they go to plant medicines or they go to ashrams, good. All of that. But, you know, I've, I've seen people that, I mean, I remember seeing on this television one time and there was these little children and, and the interviewer was asking these little children, why do you believe that? And with this blank stare said, well, because my spiritual master told me to. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is, Here's an interesting point. People talk as if their things are so incredibly different. In other words, I hear this human consciousness and the cadence. I hear these voices and they are thinking that they are so incredibly different. And that's a beautiful thing as far as spiritual communication. When you can speak from your soul with truth and conviction based on your experience without a filter in your mind or without a filter of how you're going to perceive, that is one of the greatest gifts in this world. However, when it does get a little bit argumentative, I would like to point something out. I have seen people that are religious and they will, will will be speaking the way of religion, that this is the only way that is the way to God, whether it's a religion of Christian or Muslim or Buddhist. Again, great religion, but there, there's this dogma that that's the only chosen few or this, this dogma. But I've also seen it within psychics or astrologers or therapists or anything, that it is exactly the same language. In other words, it's the same rehashing of things. People will, will, will be in a religion. They'll go, if you do this, if you do this, if you do it, God will love you. So come work at the church and come do this and donate and God will love you. I see the same things in ashrams. I see the same things in communal gardens. I see the same things with psychics going, oh, if you do this, you'll do this and, and they'll be rewarded. So there's these dynamics. It's like it's just different syntax. It's different verbiage. It's, but it's the same energy. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. In other words, it is not necessarily a bad thing to have a higher belief or a higher belief and a higher power, and that is love, and that you know that you're created, whether you interpret it as a religion or a spiritual belief system or whatever, but what will give you the greatest sense of peace and the greatest gift that you'll ever have is if you look beyond yourself and you realize that all of it is part of God, all of it is part of creation. That will give you a sense of knowledge, a sense of safety that you will experience with inside yourself. There is no more argument. You're no longer a recovering Catholic. You're no longer a mad ex-evangelical Christian. You are no longer an ex-Mormon or an ex-Baptist or whatever. You are no longer anything but you. And what you have found is that not only do you believe in a higher power, but once again, you have restored the belief in yourself. That is the strength that you have because now you love yourself. The greatest pain a human will feel is when you feel that you are separated from your deity or from love. Huh. I love that, um, that believe in yourself. Um, I personally, this is my opinion, I believe we have all the answers that we're ever looking for or that we ever need to know. And I feel like we're almost like a, I don't know, like a piece of candy that's wrapped in a bunch of, bunch of foil. And as we pull off each wrapper, we get to finding out who we are exactly. And we find out all these answers that we thought 
we needed a, a belief system to find them out. But, you know, once you come to the realization that you have all the answers inside your soul that you need, you just have to listen to yourself in order to you know, hear the answer. Right. That's what I personally believe. Right. So I, I guess now I've gotten to the point where I don't think there, there's anybody else's, their personal experience can help me. I feel like I'm on a path where I need to experience it all myself. And I'm the one that needs to f- to find the answers. No one's going to tell me the answers that I need to know. Right. So I don't know if that got confusing, but that's kind of like we're on that right now in my personal journey. Like, hey, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to find out all the answers. And the more that I find out how much I love myself, the more of the answers I find out. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. So, because what you're doing is you're not asking anybody else to tell you what you are right? or, or ha- you're, you're looking at your own personal growth. In other words, you're in your own expansion, your own growth. Each human being grows so very uniquely. Each individual is expressing themselves differently. And so you're, you're coming to this awareness of like this works for you and, and, and it, it might work for somebody else or it might not. Yeah. But that's a beautiful experience because you're releasing any erroneous concepts that you have about yourself and becoming Ryan. Ah, thank you. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Yeah. You bet. <laughs> I feel that when you go through your life, it is you hear these things like Ryan just said. He says, you know, there's these little statements you make and you go, oh, you know, you're going to be okay and God loves you and all sorts of things. Okay, well, really it's important for you to love yourself. And when you love yourself, you are going to be at a place where you can then express that love to someone else. You are actually no mystery than unto yourself. And so it's important for you to be who you truly are and grow. And here is what happens that is so a little bit restricting to us. We change so rapidly that we are not the same sometimes minute to minute. You are not the same as you were when you were a young child. The world is not the same. It is expanding and growing. So each human being is changing and growing and changing the old paradigms, letting the old models go where a few ruled. People are becoming more empowered with themselves. The empowerment is not that you're taking power from someone else. You are releasing anyone's power over you. The word power is then released completely and you go into the energy only of that which is love for yourself and those around you. You are expanding and changing because the reason that your mind cannot make sense of it is because your mind can only move at the speed of physicality, which is logic. You have to figure things out, and that is an arduous process. When you are truly in a spiritual awareness of expansion, your soul is expanding, and since it is light, it moves at the speed of light, and your physical mind cannot comprehend or keep up. So there are spiritual beliefs that say, that to be mindfully empty, to empty yourself, release the vessel, let it go away, release all that, and stay in the present, because what you're actually doing is your your soul is moving at the speed of light and healing you. Personally, I like to use the example of empty the big garbage can in your mind, your emotions, and your heart, and let it go. Dump it out. 
dump all those toxics out. Dump all the hurts and wounds that you have and move on in your life and be well. That I, I love that, all that. Um, sometimes I feel like we don't want to figure it out for ourselves. We want someone, like you said, we want someone else to tell us like, hey, do this and you'll be fine. <laughs> you got to break that all down, you know, and one, like we were saying, love yourself. And then once you, once you get to that point, then you can figure out exactly what you want. You don't have to have anybody telling you, hey, well, if you do this, well, then, yeah, you probably are going to get a better job. You're going to get more money and blah, blah, blah. Well, we already know that, right? So you already know, hey, if I do this and this and this, I'm going to get the better job. I'm going to get the more money or the relationship or whatever it might be. So just know, guys, you don't ha- that no one has to tell you what to do. You can figure it all out. I know you can. Right. Yeah. That's a whole other episode, too. It's an it's episode about the rules of domestication and the laws of the divine. I mean, who made up all these rules? Who, who said that we have to do all these things? And if you really get down to it, why are you being enslaved by these rules? Hey, welcome back. So they say this, and they say that. I know that they tell me that I should do this, and I know that they tell me I should do that. But who are they? Wait, wait, who's telling you this? Well, I hear people say that they said that I should do this. I should go to church every Sunday. I should do this. I should eat this because it'll make me more healthy. And the experts say that coffee was going to hurt me, but now they say it's better. And they said eggs have cholesterol, and then the Egg Commission says that <laughs> that there is a natural part of the egg that keeps cholesterol down. So all these people, or all these experts, they're all saying these things. Who are they? That's what I'd like to know. Who are they? Who are they? In every language, there is this feeling, and you hear it in English, where it's like, hey, they say this, or they say that, or the experts say that. Now... Why is that controlling us, and who are they? Um, It's as if there's this human construct that exists out there somewhere in this land, almost like an imagination, and these individual or invisible beings are telling us what to do. Is it the expert? Is it this? But if you go and look really deep inside of it, it could be because they are trying to control you. These rules, these regulations, I see it all the time. Obviously, we have to have some common sense rules, but 
This is incredibly important. As a human being, listen to this. Make sure that you are very consciously aware of the rules that you are imposing on other human beings. Because I can guarantee you that you are going to live by those same rules. Make sure that those rules that you are imposing on others are fair and just with dignity and with humanity. That it's common sense and that you would follow that rule. Because once you start saying you have to do this and you have to do that, you will eventually have to do that. So That's true. That is true. Oh, that's karma. Yeah. That's absolutely karma. So, yes, of course there's common sense. We have to stop at the stoplight. That makes sense. So they say, here, you should stop at that stoplight. But it gets to the point where it's almost ridiculous. Any time that someone wants to be controlled, there's a sense of power, right? So you go to church and these people tell you what to do. Or you go to a psychic. You go to a therapist. You go to your mom. You go to this. This is what you do. First of all, it can be great advice, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. I can integrate that because it resonates with me. And as I follow it, I've noticed it's actually improving my life. Since you told me to cut out all fat and exercise and I'm dieting, I feel so much better. Lost That's 20 great. pounds. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I don't smoke, whatever it is that, you're, that you got up. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. But when it's like you have to do this because of whatever, it's it, you have to be careful with that. It's it's like you know the the government giving you rights. Okay, we, we're going to dole out the – you don't have to give me any rights in actuality because I have a birthright. There is no such thing as a bill of right. I'm a fellow earth creature. And here is a big newsflash that would change your life overnight if you would look at it. And that is that every one of those human beings that are telling you what to do and you're allowing them to tell you what to do were, was a baby at one time just like you. In other words, they didn't come in this world with endowed power. They didn't come in this world and say, hey, um, this is – I'm now a king and so you're going to give me all your riches or I'm going to do this or do that. No, question it and look at them as fellow children of God on this planet. Now, what I'm trying to say is someone's telling you what to do. You can look beyond it and say, how is that working for you? How is that actually working for you, this advice that you're giving to me? How is it? Is it is it giving you joy and happiness and so forth? So – I got to give you an example. One time, years ago, I went into a fast food restaurant, and I really needed to use the facilities. And so I asked them for the restroom key. And the gentleman very kindly behind the counter said, I can't do that. You have to make a purchase first. So there was a certain sense of urgency I had with this matter. And so I said, how about if I give you $20, and I can just give you this 20 bucks and I can use the restroom, then I'll come back, and if I don't buy anything, you can keep the 20 bucks. So he said, well, I don't think that's right, so I'm going to go and ask my manager. Yeah. Really? So he had to go ask the manager. The manager came out, and she said, I, I proposed it because I'm a human, and I had needs. And, and you still had to go to the bathroom. Correct. It wasn't like I was asking for special privileges. There was nobody in the restaurant. And she yelled at me, and she said, rules are rules. You must follow the rules. You must make a purchase first. In other words, there were these rules about money that I had to buy this food and let it sit there and get cold while I went to the bathroom, whereas being a human – Human, humane being. She could have said, all right, why don't you just do that? Come back. You know, this, this rule was so rigid. 
Now, another thing that also – Like you could have just bought a dollar thing, but you offered a 20. Right, right. So you even offered more than what they were asking for. Correct, <laughs> correct. Yes. I, and you could keep it. Just keep yeah. it if I don't buy anything. I, I just have You're to like, – Well, you could buy that pack of gum. Right, there was a sense ring it of up urgency. and then keep the $18. Right, or here's a higher thought. A person comes in. And says, I need to use the bathroom. Okay, here. Here's the keys. When you're done, fine. Be a human being. Or like, hey, we understand you are supposed to, but I see you're in an emergency. You know, I'm going to show some love to you. Here's the key. Go on ahead. Right. And how many (laughs) times have we had that? And it's just very unconscious. Another example, years and bazillions of years ago, 40 years ago or so, I was working in this high rise out in a suburb of Colorado, I mean of uh, Denver. And this high, high rise was about 10 stories high and there was glass all around it. So fortunately, I did a little bit more field work at the time, and so I was in my little cubicle. And I'm not kidding you, Ryan. There was this huge tornado coming right toward the building. In Denver. In Denver, right, out toward Aurora. So there's this big tornado that's coming toward the building. And I'm not a scientist. I don't know that much about my physical body, but I can kind of figure out if that tornado came to this building and hit it, that glass is going to break, and that's going to go into my physical body, and that's going to hurt. So I think I'm going to go down to the basement. All right. So all of these employees that were adults, <laughs> they were intelligent <laughs> yeah. people. They had families, and they were making mortgage payments. So I'm assuming that they were thinking. All of them were looking up like little, like little, uh, like little ground squirrels out of their hole, going. Did David say we can go into the basement? Did David say he was the owner of the comic? Did David say we can go to the basement? Did David, can we go to the basement? Here comes, and so it's like, until the owner of the building gives us permission. He's already downstairs in the basement probably, (laughs) right? (laughs) Unless we hear from this. So So let me frame this. So we're supposed to just stay in our cubicles because he didn't say we could leave. This huge tornado comes in with all this glass shattering. Some people are sucked out the window. But we followed the rules. We didn't leave without permission. I know. How silly does that sound, right? right. And I actually experienced that. That was actually <laughs> wow. the experience. Of course, wow. the tornado thankfully didn't hit the building. But yeah. I'm thinking, I'm not really caring what David thinks. You're like, I don't care who David is, but this tornado is coming right towards right. us. Right. And I see that <laughs> all the time. People will hold on to things and belief systems going, no, this is the way it is. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't work. That's not that's not the way it is. Someone yeah. told you that. And rather than try to sit there and prove this point, release it. I totally believe in the laws of transformation or, or keys and laws of transformation. That is, if you have darkness with love, you can transfer it and move it and transform it into light. If you have fear, it is love. If you are in this auto mind where you have this point to prove transform it and it becomes a purpose to serve mm-hmm. don't be the schemer be a dreamer go into a higher light of being because it's your life it's your experience yeah it's you absolutely it's it's your life yeah yeah <laughs> um i kind of lost my train of thought there but it it's almost like a simplification what you just said you're either going to stay there and follow your the rules and you know it's going to hurt you and hurt everybody else, but you still do it. Or you can start saving people. Save yourself. Get out of here. Let's right. go. And it's, it does come down. It does simplify just as simple as that. You're either you're hurting yourself and hurting other people or you're helping other people and healing yourself. Right. It's yeah. almost like herd mentality. You know, they had the War of the Worlds, the uh, radio show where – 
they got on the radio and they were talking about that was an invasion from aliens and people and they they couldn't see it because it was radio time. And oh, I'd never experienced it, but I heard about it. Right, I mean, right. It's in history. I think it was back in the '30s or something. Yeah. And Orson Welles was part of it, and it was, a, and so, it, and it was this big drama on the radio. They thought it was real funny. The unfortunate part about that is, is that people died. People like were they killing out and themselves. Like killed each other or themselves. They, they were killing themselves because they'd rather die than to have this alien abduction that was all a pretense, <laughs> right? And, and they couldn't just look out the window and see like everything was fine. No, not they, at all. Like they literally thought <laughs> the world was coming to an end. <laughs> right, right. And we need to kill everybody to get the last can of beans. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, I, it sounds ridiculous, but how often are you right now doing the same thing? Yep. How much do you identify with, with there's this enemy out there that's going to get you and you have to be controlled or it's going to get you? And and you're you're kind of doing this little dance. It's like, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to store it. Okay, well, do you or don't you? Who is your enemy? Because in actuality, you're all the same. The seven and a half billion people on this planet are all exactly the same in regards to the same creator, the same sense. We are all of light and love. We all have the capacity to love and light. What is occurring in our life right now is that on a mass global stage, conscious awareness is rising to such a vibration of love that it can no longer support any egoic constructs that hurt or harm anyone else. The love of the planet Earth, the love of each other, is breaking away anything that would cause harm to other people. So if there is these constructs that cause separation and waste energy, those are falling and releasing very rapidly. It is not just as far as individuals, but also as far as groups. And you can see that. You can see if it's kind of like the babble. If you're in a space in your life where you are lying and deceiving, that you are knowingly going through your life and causing harm or not consciously aware, if you're in fear, then the universe, life and love, the principles of karma will gently reflect that back so that you can grow and grow at your own time. You have these aha moments or these epiphanies and saying, yeah, that's me. I can improve and I can change. If you're a person that just keeps going through that, ignorance is definitely forgiven I'm sorry, ignorance is not really forgiven. It's encouraged to grow, but innocence is forgiven. And so this pain that you feel is a, the pain that you feel from lack of growth. Now, I know, I've, I've said this to some people that I, really, that I really admire, and what they come back with is, well, there's so much social injustice in this world. Here's, here's actually one of the principles of success in your life. One of the five pillars of success is to realize that life is unfair. That's right. Life is unfair. If you shop and compare around, you're going to find people that are living perhaps better lives than you and some that are not. Accept it. It doesn't make you less than or greater than. It is part of a divine plan. It is also something that you can look at on a deeper level. If it is something that you feel, wow, that person's much better off because they have much more money, it's not necessarily so. Or this person is more attractive than me, so they must be happier. It's not necessarily so. It is, though, if you did look at something and you go, this person is achieving such great things, 
then emulate that. That's the laws of a, the laws of emulation. You're emulating that example and taking that apart into your life and saying, yes, I can do something besides this. I can go to school, get an education, or I can be more friendly, or I can be more outgoing, or I can stop drinking, whatever it is. There's an example there that you can grow from. So yes, of course, it is when you look at someone, life is very unfair. Another real key to success, there are five rules of success, and it is I do not know the secret of my success, but I do know the secret of my failure, and that is trying to please everyone. You don't please everyone. You grow with inside yourself and let the chips fall where they may. You are an authentic, beautiful being of love as you are now. You are light. You are love. Everything, like Ryan says, is within inside of you. Your true growth is when you are shedding off that which you told or that which was told to you that you were, that is not you, that you no longer fits. That's breaking off. And emerging from that is this beautiful you. I think you're exactly right. Uh, I think that we see it all around us right now. And I think it's going on right in front of our eyes that people are starting to realize that this system is hurting people, killing people, and they're tired of it. Everybody's tired of it. And love will conquer, guys. Love will conquer. Right. In actuality, the only real energy on the planet and also in the universe is love. So when your shadow self finally goes into light and you realize that it is just a shadow, you'll walk in the light. It'll be something that you want to be a part of and you are very grateful for. Now, again, the system doesn't work. So why doesn't it work? It was never designed to work for the masses anyway. It was designed to enslave you. It was designed to keep a very few privileged and the masses basically as slaves. And that has been going on on the planet for thousands of years. So if you want to go follow the leader, please go do so. But in the true sense of spirituality, there are no leaders and there are no followers. It is time to not be over dramatic or not to, it's actually just a time to be calm. Not a time to react, not a time to, uh, and to, oh, this is this, this is, no, not at all. To be the best self you possibly can as far as in love. Be the pos- the best who you are at this time and grow with that. And to release anything that is enslaving you, anything that is keeping you restricted, any old, find some light with inside of you that is divine and allow that to grow and to expand. The other principle, there's five, one of the other principles is accept the fact that you are impermanent. That's why you are afraid. You, your soul never dies, you are light. The eternal part of you is your soul. You are going to die. Your physical body will go back to the earth. Your car will not be yours forever. Your jewelry, your house, your spouse, your children, everything around you is not permanent. In fact, though, in actuality, 
it is changing constantly. I came to Colorado in the early 80s, and it's a completely different city, <laughs> and it's a beautiful city. And there are completely different people here, and there's been people born and died. The reason it's such an incredible experience is because it is constantly changing. Since we started this episode, there have been changes that are vast because everything's in motion. I'm sure like babies have been born during this hour or whatever it might be, right? People have died. Your blood is in a different, it's in a different place you circulating. Yeah. The oceans are in a different place. The entire earth is spinning in and of itself. It is also spinning around the sun. It is also the whole entire universe is moving. Plus, so everything is in change. But here, here's what's unfortunate is people say, oh, I hate change. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> what do they say? Change is inevitable. And it happens constantly. <laughs> and so as far as change is concerned, one of the principles of... I did it too. They said change is inevitable. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> That's guys. Right. It got me. Right. This, this, this they. But then you go, okay, so, so what is change? Okay, so change is growth. So head yourself in the right direction. You are impermanent in every physical way possible. Everything you see... Is, is going to eventually have – it has a shelf life, but it, it is going to be transformed. Of course that's terrifying to you. So use it as the purpose that it came to be. It is for you to realize that though everything is going to eventually fade away, you still have the love of the source of that which created you to sustain you. The Buddhist monk said it very well. Someone asked him, what did you gain from all this meditation? And the monk said, I gained absolutely nothing from all this meditation. But let me tell you what I lost. I lost the fear of death. I lost the fear of old age. I lost the fear of a separation between me and that which created me. And I found that that, that in and of itself yeah. is what the purpose of life is. In other words, it is not actually here to amass great wealth. Yeah. It is not here for you to... It's here for you to joy and to have joy and to have love and to come to your own con conclusions about life. But again, it is not so much that you fear change. You fear that what is the, the finite, your ego is going to die and that terrifies you because it doesn't. But the acorn also is terrified when it starts to change because it perceived itself as an acorn and it's no longer an acorn. Here comes this green thing coming out of it. It's going, oh, my God, what is this? This is terrifying. And then eventually it becomes this mighty oak. I like that. I like that. All right. As you go through your life, lift yourself up with love. As you go through your life, be present and be in the now. As you go through your daily basis and you feel like you want to search a higher power, know that it is with you now. When you feel that energy is releasing or it's draining you or it's stress, calm your mind. Release the cacophony of the inner intellect that constantly is going in ramble state. Let your heart open gently and to yourself. As you come into your own conclusions about life, Treasure that. Keep that. Try to rise above the arguments. Try to rise above your points that you have to prove about your belief systems. 
realize this. It has already been said. If you look throughout history, people have said the same issues that you're talking about right now. I'm older, and I hear these things being said about what's the right answer here, what's the right political answer here. It was the same in the 80s, it was the same in the 50s, and so forth. So you are in a place now where the cooperation, the love and the light, and the self-empowerment is available to you. So know that. I love that. I love that. Thank you. You bet. All right, everybody. Again, this is so incredible, the success that we've had here on the podcast, Medicine Words. We really wish to thank all those that support us, our staff here. We wish to to really all the individuals that, that pray for us, all the individuals that are there for us, that do help us, the people that have done the interviews, the ed- editing, the music, Taita, everyone that does bless this uh, podcast for it to get out and to help people. And we want to thank you. We want to thank you for the sharing on social media. We want to thank you for the medicine words that you speak about medicine words. And it is our hope and it is our light that we have a very simple purpose here. It is not to have spiritual warfare. It is not to argue. It is here to present a vast variety of spiritual ideas and concepts that you hopefully can resonate with a few, integrate it with inside yourself, and hopefully it'll be a tool or a spark in your heart that can help you through your day in life. Love that. Love that, Onk. Well, happy light and love. Like you said, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Please go check out our webpage. It's medicinewords.net. You could also find us on social media, uh, Facebook like page, as well as Instagram. We're at medicinewordsheal. So, yeah, keep on sharing, guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate all the love. All right. Until our next episode, thank you so much for existing. Thank you so much for loving those people around you. And also, thank you for just being you.